0: hello oh my goodness fresh <laughs> hi hi i think it's working good well we'll find out the oh wait hard way. it made me it's being really quiet hold on what the hell
1: what did you do
0: i don't know hmm do you
1: want to ask eva or you want to just run with us let's just run with it i can hear you great well <laughs> For those who are wondering what the fuck we're talking about.
0: <laughs> well, we're also wondering what the fuck we're talking about. So, welcome.
1: We are doing our first long-distance recording together. So it is the first ever. Although it's not really long-distance. It's only like seven feet away from you. But It
0: is, it is between... We have walls between us. Betwixt yes. us. Betwixt. One we, might say. Uh,
1: we realized our audio was... Not the best. Well, we knew that going into the last episode when we that we recorded, but we are trying something new, um, testing out some different long distance ways to record some shows for you. Right. We are
0: on the Anchor app, which is uh, what Eva and I both use to do the other shows we do. Um, and I figured, Eva said it works pretty well long distance, so M had to go to uh, their hotel room and I'm in mine and we're calling each other. Well to now talk we don't have about cream
1: ugly mug. So that's nice.
0: I <laughs> don't have to smell your ugly smell, so smell my
1: what? Smell my what? Your ugly smell. See, this is what it's like to be friends with us. <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> super <laughs> insulting.
1: <laughs> uh well what do we do? What do we talk about? I don't, I, it's weird to not see your face. I don't really
0: know. I know. You could be making really rude faces at me, and I would never know. Just a finger. Just a finger. finger. Well, I will say that this, we promise this is the last, uh, like, the last <laughs> episode we're doing away from the studio for a long time.
1: We're yeah, nearing we, the end. This Today, we are, uh, in the next couple hours, we're heading over to the venue for Albany. Yeah. Minute. Uh, tomorrow we have our show in Huntington and then we're done with our tour. Oh my God. It, I, I feel like it's been eight years. The light is, uh, finally showing itself at the end of this tunnel. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Not to say that we aren't grateful for all the experiences, but oh my God, I just want to go to sleep i just i, am so tired. I think
0: we're just very <laughs> tired and um i think eva probably never wants to look at us ever again
1: she's probably forgotten what her boyfriend even looks like up i know it's so sad this last I, leg was a uh, really god's test for all of our it relationships was. because we uh have been gone for i think a full 18 days or something like that um like mm-hmm. two weeks three weeks two wish two and a half something like that
0: long time long enough it feels like <laughs> 11 years um but we were in, let's see, Madison and Minneapolis. That was super fun. Uh, we went to the Webbys. Yep. Which is uh, why we were in New York. And yeah, we're uh, jet-setting.
1: But we go back to L.A. in a couple of days, the day this comes out, actually. Also, and... uh, can we... I don't have... I can't... We can't do our thing where our eyes meet. And you know what I'm saying telepathically. So <laughs> okay. I guess I'm just going to take a leap here. Um, okay. If you think that I shouldn't have said it, then edit it out later. But um <laughs> uh, so we do have uh the last four shows in september but we do want to say that after tomorrow's show outside right. of those four episodes we are officially done touring for the rest of 2019 that's right that's right yeah uh, i think i think we should leave that one in unless eva hope, says otherwise i hope you got us while we were hot because uh you're not seeing us again until 2020
0: yeah we're uh taking a break we have a lot of other projects we're working on and we Uh, realized we kind of need to stay in LA uh, for the most part to kind of work get some of the get the ball rolling I guess on some stuff
1: yeah we Um, do we have a lot of ideas and we have not been able to do any of them because we've been traveling on airplanes on on a lot of airplanes (laughs) automobiles um, a lot of Ubers (laughs) a lot of lifts and uh, we we had things we had ideas that we already wanted to start working on but because we were traveling it was just kind of impossible and so we don't want to ignore the other things right work on so uh, and then for our future shows we want them to be
0: like super on point so we're taking a break to make sure we get everything situated before our next tour and then coming at you hot
1: yes so well we'll see how that goes but if you're uh if you are someone out there who is wondering if we're going to randomly announce another show we are not announcing any more shows this was it for 2019 but we are um we have been talking to uh, well there's one show we
0: haven't announced yet that is happening so there's one mystery city that we're going to right oh
1: great okay yeah so come to that one
0: (laughs) (laughs) so that's your last chance
1: (laughs) and then new orleans we're going to new orleans new orleans the two salt lake cities right then and then another one in september Yep. but when that one comes out uh we you know we don't want you to think that anything else is coming out. That's it. So uh, good luck. Hunger Games luck. style. If you want to. Hunger games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Most, mostly for us. We're, we're in the Hunger Games, I think. Right. Um, I will say, too, speaking of seeing us, I just uh, went downstairs. We're at the hotel to get a snack. And I don't know if the woman behind the counter told you this M, when you guys went down. Did she no. talk to you? No. Okay. She comes up to me and she's like, I just wanted to let you know um, when you guys got in the elevator these two ladies started freaking out and pointing at you and when i asked them what was going on they said they're the reason we drove all the way from toronto to come to come down and oh, see them uh well, their show they're tonight.
1: in our hotel right? so we're neighbors whoever you are we're we're they're, neighbors they're also canadians so that's true come find me can you imagine if they're the room between us listening oh, to us my through the God. Right they have
0: to hear us like screaming for the next hour great <laughs> <I> <laughs> they're gonna ask this. to be moved <laughs> <laughs> they like us. We even put Eva on a separate floor just to make sure she gets some time away. <laughs> um but yeah, so whoever you are, hello and sorry we didn't see you. We're very
1: oblivious. Um Also let's and- talk about like um I mean, we we haven't done one of these for a while, so and also I see you all the time, so I don't know how often we get to organically oh, yeah. riff. But right. uh we should we should talk about the webbies, man. Oh my god, the webbies just happened. It was a whirlwind. It was so crazy. We did our first red carpet uh, we did the red carpet twice. Thank you to Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah, but we
0: were so bad at it the first time. We were time. so
1: bad at it. We were so nervous. We didn't know what we were doing. Apparently, we we're supposed to be looking in <laughs> a different direct, same directions. They we kept looking- saying, like, oh, look at this camera, look at this camera.
0: And we'd both look at different cameras. And they were like, you have to look at the same goddamn camera. <laughs> you can't be Girl, looking in different directions like, release
1: pictures. Yeah. if you don't find any pictures of us on google it's because not a single time did we look at the same camera or
0: if you find like blurry ones because we didn't know where when we were supposed to walk or I don't know but then Lisa came and we did a little couple little talkaroos us some with some tips people for the
1: future yes hopefully oh. we do another red carpet someday we'll see <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we'll just go one by one next time so like we have a. all oh, right success.
0: true <laughs> that's even scarier i don't know we'll see but yeah. i want to i did want to say uh real quick like thank you to everybody who voted and i like it was just such a cool experience and it's because you guys all voted so like we 100 have you to thanks for that um and, yeah fa- well okay fine 100 a thousand million percent. percent a bajillion um a google percent if you will uh <laughs> But what was I going to say? Oh, and then we posted some photos, and everyone was so sweet and kind. And I tried to respond to as many people as I could, but I didn't get to respond to everybody on Instagram and Twitter. But people were so kind and like supportive and t- calling us beautiful and handsome. And we loved it. So thank you guys for all the attention. <laughs> we do <laughs> love
1: it. We do love the attention. So,
0: <laughs> so you guys are super sweet. So thank you. And if I didn't get to respond to you, I'm sorry. I'm still working on it.
1: We uh, We had. Oh, do you want to tell them about your kerfuffle with your dress?
0: Oh, I had a lot of kerfuffles. I had a lot of uh, wardrobe malfunctions in the last week.
1: Well, I only bring it up because so many people complimented your dress. I feel oh, like deserve the origin
2: story. Sure.
0: I purchased it an hour and a half before the, ser- before the <laughs> event. <laughs> Poor Renata had to, like, drag me around town because I did rent the runway, which I usually love. But unfortunately, I sized down. It was a risky move, and it didn't work. And by the time <laughs> yeah. the dresses arrived in Minneapolis, I was really sick. Ooh, sorry. I just smashed my head into a lamp. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> everyone, <laughs> here <near>
0: amused. amused. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, by the time... I was really sick, and so I didn't get a chance to go shopping. And then by the time we got to New York, uh, I tried on like 60 dresses. Nothing fit right. I was basically at my wit's end, and then not, and I found the dress I wore, the green dress I wore. And thank the Lord, because that would have been real bad otherwise...
1: I, uh, I, my suit was fine. Um, just in case you looked wonder. very handsome, <laughs> uh, it was a test for uh, my relationship because I did not bring my suit with me. Oh, right. Because, uh, we have like a million other places to be before, like, we have not been home since before Madison, right? Wisconsin. And so I didn't want to like have to carry a suit through several airports. And so I asked Allison to bring it, and I was nervous that something would go awry like either it would like get wrinkled like uh, to a point of like no return I don't know (laughs) not that it was Allison's fault I just had been separated from it for so long that I was worried something would happen
0: yeah and knowing us something you know is bound to go wrong at some
1: point so I was very uh very excited to wear my suit but I'm more excited I have not announced it on an episode I've only announced it at live episodes oh right because uh, we had the Webbies, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go buy a suit because I've been to so many like weddings in the last couple months and or in the last year or so. And so it's, it's getting ridiculous to be renting suits at this point. So I'm just sure. going to go buy one. And then the deal that was going on that day when I came in and said, I want to buy a suit. I guess it, a, the way it broke down was basically only for an extra $80. You could get a whole custom suit, basically, <laughs> which, um, I know it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but in in the most basic structure of it, that is the deal that I was given, and I was like, well, hell yeah, I want to take suits. it. And so uh, they were asking me like, what kind of suit I wanted, and I was like, I don't know, I've never worn a, like I've I've worn suits, but I, I don't know, I don't know how to custom one, customize one. And they asked, well, who are people I look up to that wear suits? Because maybe I could like match their kind of suit. <laughs> And I wasn't thinking about them in a suit. I was just thinking about, like, male role models in general. And I was like, well, Captain America. And then he, the guy that was helping me was like, oh, well, we can just make a custom Captain America suit. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, come on. I was like, that sounds like a great $80 deal. Um, For real, though. And Unfortunately, it is not a Captain America Avengers suit. It is just a, a navy <laughs> suit with a lot of really shiny red on the inside. And, so don't get yeah. too excited, but it is still very cool. I also made it very clear because it, obviously it's a mainly red, white, and blue suit. And uh, oh right, like blue. Like you, it's going to look like only a basic navy suit until like I sh- like flash the inside of it to people. And Emmy's um, going to flash you just so don't worry. I surely will. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> uh he, the people who were checking out, checking me out at the register, were like, "Oh wow, you're really patriotic," and I was like, "No, no, 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 no. Like Captain America, not like General America." <sighs> Listen, oh, ge- M- General. <laughs> general. <laughs> there it is. M's a lot of
0: things, but the for- first and foremost, M's a patriot. That's yeah. what I always say.
1: I'm I'm Colonel America.
0: Colonel America. Yep. Um.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited for that. <laughs> yeah, and then we we had the webbies we just left the city this morning yeah and now we're in a hotel trying to tell you stories
0: yeah so we're gonna actually do that i promise um i did <laughs> oh i did i didn't really get to like talk about this or share this but I, the webbies were doing this like um wear your cause thing mm, mm. um and so i got to wear this cool i bought this pin i typed in help dogs and cats pin on the internet that and is. i <laughs> found uh like a a call uh, whatchamacallit a shop don't shop adopt adopt adopt, don't, adopt shop. don't shop jesus what is wrong with me a lot um adopt don't shop pin and i got to wear that on my dress which was kind of cool and uh yeah so it was really neat we saw jenny slate it was super fun i was
1: uh, one degree away from three different avengers that's but right my mom uh who is in love with michael douglas realized that she was sitting
0: five feet away from him the entire oh, night yep renata also lost her goddamn mind and started talking about her keeps talking about her boyfriend now Yep. So she and Linda need to uh, fight it like Hunger Games style, fight it out.
1: I told uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson I love him. Oh, perfect! A lot of good things came out of that. A lot
0: of good things happened.
1: Also, uh, I was in the same room as Sean Evans, who is the host of Hot Ones. That's and right. You you did get very excited about that. Boy howdy, I would give anything to be on that show. Boy and howdy. I remember in his speech, he or in the Adam Richman, who was also a, a hero of mine from Man Food. Oh right, uh, yeah. He introduced Sean Evans and said something along the lines of, like, if you really want to see a good episode, you should see the one where this comedian, like, poops his pants because they're <gasps> so hot. And I remember whispering to myself, I would give anything to poop my pants to be on that show. Oh,
0: oh, you whispered it, but it was not quiet enough for the whole table not to hear. <laughs> Don't you worry.
1: <laughs> Thank God Linda was at the table. So, it, like, I didn't embarrass Thank God Bernie Schieffer was at the table. Uh, one day, guys. I'm going to vision board that immediately. The pooping part? especially that (laughs) if i walk out of there and did not poop my pants it's going to be a bad day
0: oh my god yeah it was a it was a good time i know the the hot ones is definitely on your vision board for sure i'm not good at super spicy so i'll just watch probably um i'll hate i'll hate it but i'll love it but we'll we'll all love it for sure um, and one last thing, speaking before we start, speaking of wardrobe malfunctions, I want to uh, issue an official apology to the city of Madison, Wisconsin, whom <laughs> I uh, <laughs> whom I apparently camel-toed aggressively on the first night of our sh- I think it was Madison, either Minneapolis or Madison. I think it was Madison. To be uh, fair, I did
1: not know that this was happening. I, you told me later that this was the situation. <laughs> if
0: you had known, Em, I would have kicked you in the face because you didn't say anything. <laughs> But apparently at the end, we were standing and talking and uh, poor Eva, the next day, like 10 minutes before we were supposed to leave for the venue, I was like, hey, so this is a little awkward. And I'm like, she's quitting. Eva's oh leaving no. us. Like my first thought was just, and it's like this long paragraph. And I was like, oh, God. But then I burst out laughing because it was like, you had kind of a camel toe last night and I didn't know if I should tell you. Oh, no she decided to tell me in case I wore the same fucking leggings
1: (laughs) Listen, the the perks of being our assistant like she had no idea going into our this job that she would have to warn us of camel toe
0: how sad for for her um and I felt really bad because she felt so uncomfortable and I was like I appreciate you telling me it's you told you you know the fashion code you uh (laughs) warned me so anyway I want to apologize to Madison for showing my parts to you unfortunately. You also do it
1: pretty freely on Facebook Live, but that's fine.
0: That's right. I've already shown the, the upper parts accidentally in our swimming pool Facebook Live. That was an incident <laughs> to be remembered, so I'm kind of spreading the wealth here.
2: You uh, really
0: from top to bottom. From top to bottom, so I want to apologize for that. Thank Meanwhile, God no am... uh, parts were shown at the Webbys on the red carpet yet, knock on wood.
1: Meanwhile, I'm always aggressively clothed, so... If anyone's mm-hmm. thinking they're going to get anything out of me, no, sir, no, ma'am. Oh, man. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't jinx it. <laughs> Finger, fingers crossed.
0: You are going to flash everyone in your Captain America suit. so we'll <sighs> you, you, you betcha, for sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, well, I guess we tell stories now. <sighs> Is that what we
1: do? I forgot after all this time. So It really feels like a million years. The day we start recording again in your studio, I'm going to not even know how to act.
0: We're going to get lost on the way
1: there i don't even know what stairs. your house looks like anymore who's geo oh oh too far too far too, too far. far meanwhile well, oh sorry i actually found a picture of him earlier that i'll send you i i got emotional earlier I
0: okay it. i like how you have to send it to me i'm like i'm sure pretty sure i probably have it already <laughs> but thank you you can send it to me
1: um, we're all we're gonna have a good time together okay
0: and that's why we drink is sponsored by squarespace Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag and drop technology. It gets better every year and it is just you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace <laughs> since 2017. Um, And in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category. And then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
1: So this is, I'm covering, again, a live show story. Me too. uh, That we, from a show that the recording did not, our voices did not get recorded accurately. So that story kind of falls to the wayside and gets essentially scrapped unless we are going to report it over again. So here's my second We don't want the story lost to the ages. Right, right. We want other people beyond the ears that were present to enjoy this. So yes, uh, this is my story from Cleveland. Ooh, is it bad that I'm doing my Cleveland story too? Oh, I don't know. I guess not. Okay, maybe. Just well, if you, you were in
0: Cleveland, Cle- <laughs> if you were in Cleveland, I apologize. I'm just really fucking amped about my Cleveland story. Um,
1: I like. I like my story too.
0: Okay, cool. Well, what are the
1: odds of that? All right. Well, I guess we're both doing well, Cleveland there have stories. Been, there have been times. Uh, fun fact behind the scenes where i'm like oh man i don't know how i feel about this story hopefully they like it and then they do most of the time hopefully most most <laughs> most the people time. are lying
0: <laughs> but no, they're uh, clapping
1: for my camel toe
0: it's very distracting
1: oh good yeah if, if this story sounds bad just show your camel toe on instagram or something so they can uh happily happily okay yeah you'll take one for the team Always. so uh this is it's um from Lorraine county ohio which apparently is near cleveland okay um, at least enough people in the audience clapped as if they knew what I was talking <laughs> about. So good for you. Oh, this is the uh, show Jim Harold was
0: at, by the way, you guys. Yes, Our, our oh, fucking
1: hero. Our hero. The guy that, that is the reason we even have paranormal stories.
0: Exactly. In the show. Like, Em and I were both on his show before. Well, I was on it before we even started a podcast and then you were on it later. But like, oh my God, he's our hero. So he came to the show and we were very honored. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead
1: no 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 that's important to mention he was such a doll (laughs) such a doll such a a doll jim harold the living doll so uh (laughs) don't you dare also shout out if you want to go listen to his show it's uh jim harold's campfire
0: oh right he actually has a lot of shows but um the one we fell in love with yes
1: is the campfire right um so here we go so this is the story of the gore orphanage oh shit okay okay so I've I already heard. forgot about it. Yeah, right. I. It sounds good already when you say "Gore Orphanage." It's like, oh, that does great. sounds like a bad horror movie title. I don't know why they don't call it "Gore but oh, <laughs> um, well, we do now. Well, we officially will. So, uh, "Gore Orphanage" was originally called "Swift Mansion." Okay, oh, yeah. it's, it's coming back to me now. Okay, so um, in eighteen seventeen. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to. I did these notes when I was, like, very, like, on top of it with this story. And now I'm going to try to piece it together for everyone. So that'll be fun. Um, Okay, great. Super fun. Gore Orphanage was originally called the Swift Mansion. And then apparently that's something that that not a lot of people know. Because the phrase Gore Orphanage has just become so overwhelmingly known that nobody even calls it Swift Mansion anymore. Oh. in 1817... It started as Swift Mansion because Joseph Swift was deeded 150 acres of land for fighting in the War of 1812. And so he got all of this land and he named the land Swift's Hollow. He's a patriot like you. Uh, he's a lieutenant America. So he doesn't really, you know, doesn't meet with the colonel. But you are know, yeah, he's no colonel. Um, So... He was given 150 acres, he called all of it Swift's Hollow, and then he wanted to build a giant house on, on Swift's Hollow, which would be Swift Mansion. So, sure,
0: sure, 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 makes sense. Sure,
1: sure, 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 Oh, can you Why hear not? that? That was the sound of my air conditioning turning on. Is that what that was? Okay. Sorry, let me try to turn it off. <laughs> I guess here? this really isn't that much different from recording at home, just like sounds cropping up everywhere. It's. A, I don't think there's a button. Oh, wait, I, hang on, let me hang up here. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, Sorry. I don't know if we're keeping that in, but oh sure, why we're not? People just like you—we have to turn off the air conditioning manually, and we don't know how. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where was I? Oh yeah, so he's gonna build Swift Mansion on Swift Hollow. Okay, um, the giant house on the property cost uh, five thousand dollars. And that was in 1817. Oh, so boy. Now it costs $80,000. Oh, okay. And he wanted to call the building Rosedale. That was, like, his name for it. But everyone called it Swift Mansion. So, like, he didn't even get that. <laughs> so, Sad. So the official name is uh, Rosedale. But everyone just knew it as Swift Mansion because it was sitting on Swift's Hollow. Okay. Um, it's like it when people try to
0: give themselves a nickname and it just doesn't stick.
1: Uh, if we have to talk about that a, a billionth time, I've had so many people in my life be like, um, I go by this now, but, like, in a way... It's road, usually me. Like, <laughs> it's I like, have a new name. I mean, at this point, didn't we talk about, like, our screen names or something? Oh, probably. Yeah. Fucking Obviously, probably. if you're, like, if there's a, a very necessary need to remind people of your, your new name that you're going by, obviously, that's different than what work. we're talking about. Right. It's like, uh, I... I had, ai uh, don't even know if I want to say it cause I don't know if they're going to listen. But someone had a, someone decided to nickname themselves something very stupid when I was <laughs> in high school. And I don't want to say it because I'm afraid that they might listen.
0: I had the same but, thing happen and I was just debating whether or not to say it out loud. Yeah,
1: and then, uh, and they were like, oh, no, I go by this now. And we were like, no, you don't. No, you don't. And, and, uh. Yeah, so I'm just gonna keep it as vague as possible, and I'm keeping it vague because I just realized that a lot of people from my high school listen to this show, and I've definitely talked trash about many of them. <laughs> and, so Megan. now I'm very nervous. Um, one of them has recently Instagrammed me and was like, Hey, just so you know, I've changed since I was 16. I was like, Okay, well, <laughs> oh, 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 make an enemy, make an and m-, 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 m enemies. Oh, great, anyway. Um so, whoops! Uh, someone gave me a microphone and let me say my opinions about when I was in high school, and it—no <laughs> surprise there—it shat all over me. So, my anyway, bad. Trying to keep things vague now. So, yeah. So, the building was called Rosedale, um, but everyone called it Swift Mansion, and it was at the time Ohio's most elaborate mansion. Even though it only cost eighty thousand dollars today, which I not to sound like, I don't want to sound elitist, but I just assume when I hear mansion, I think it's like millions of dollars. I was definitely
0: expecting a higher price point, yes.
1: So, it has two front rooms, it has six fireplaces, uh, a basement kitchen. Oh, that's pretty fancy. And then, it it had marble columns shipped from New York by boat and ox cart. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Those poor oxes. Can you imagine being an ox and being like, my fucking job today is to literally walk a marble column uphill to like the through house. the nation. It's through the na- like like a why can't I think of it? Oregon Trail. Like Oregon Trail, but <laughs> so much
0: worse and less fun.
1: <laughs> Across the oh except maybe you live at the end. Um, <laughs>
0: well I guess that's true. You don't die of dysentery.
1: So uh eventually Swift's Hollow, which is the land, um, became known in town as Swift's Folly because uh the land was supposedly cursed because Uh, The family had a lot of bad luck. For example, in 1831, their daughter, who was five, uh, did not survive. (gasps) Her name, and I'm saying this because it's important later, but the daughter's name was Trifenia. Oh, my. Which I've never heard. in No, me neither. Not even like old timey. No, it doesn't even sound it doesn't even sound old or new timey or current. Um but try Fenia. What an odd name. Okay. Try like I'm trying to like get through this podcast and like T-R-Y. What? Fenia. T R Y P H E N I A. Oh, 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 you're spelling it. Okay. Yes. I'm it spelling. sounds like a disease. It does. So, good for her. I guess. Good for her that was her name. Well, and then she died, right? Uh, eh, not so good for her. Oops, never mind. So, in 1841, 10 years later, their son her, their son died. Oh. His name was not Herman, because I thought that might have been an, an autocorrect problem. I okay. thought it might be Herman. I found out that it was not misspelled, and his name was He-Man. <laughs> what the fuck? So, Trifedia and <laughs> He-Man.
0: I mean, I'm very sad that he died. I just, I'm not laughing at him. I'm just laughing, that name is so wild.
1: You know, he is someone who deserves to give himself a nickname. I, yes. I would, I would respect that decision.
0: However, I would never accept a nickname because I would just want to say he Man as often as possible.
1: Truly. So in the 1860s, another bit of bad luck is that they had several financial issues and they ended up having to sell the mansion. Sad. So when his kids died, there are rumors that the kids were buried on the property in an unchristian-like burial process. Oh, God forbid to quote appease the dark lord. What? So apparently they were buried in an unchristian like way. Well, okay. So here's a quote. <clears throat> they were buried straight up and down, not lying flat as a Christian oh, burial would hell be. no. And so for that, they the reasoning is oh they must haunt the the area now because they did not have proper burials. That is by the <coughs> way
0: terrifying whether it's for Satan or Christian or whatever the hell but can you imagine if you, up? like,
1: dug up a body and it was just standing up perfectly straight? But that's horrifying to me. Or upside down. If you just saw feet. Oh, no, 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 no. So, uh, so they think, like, okay, well, they weren't buried properly, so they haunt the area. But there is an argument that the Swift children were not buried on the property. They were buried on Andress Cemetery, which I guess is nearby. So there are some records that indicate they're not actually on the property. So that would not be an accurate rumor. Plus, if the kids were buried standing up, it is still technically Christian as long as they're buried facing east. Oh my so, what? I've never even heard about this. Apparently, it's like a technicality, but I guess if, like, during the second coming, as long as you're facing east so you can see Jesus, that you're fine. Because <laughs> so, Jesus is just east. Because he's, he's <laughs> just hanging out over he's there. He's over there somewhere. But God forbid you're upside down. Jesus is going to get confused. Jesus is not so, going to be able to find you. <laughs> if uh, So if they were buried standing up as long as they were facing the right way it doesn't matter it was still talking to me a proper burial so regardless of where they're buried it's just the argument of like just because they're standing up underground doesn't mean that they're they're not like, like satan worshipers or something right okay um although it does seem like a much trickier hole to dig i think it's just well that's kind of-
0: the other thing you have to go way deeper and then like keep testing out you'd have to keep measuring out whether or not they fit, and then pull them back out and then dig again do you think that's why people are buried lying down just because it was so much more convenient to bury them? I would think so. I mean, I can't imagine that it would be logical to anyone to bury someone upside down.
1: Because if you had to do like a two foot wide hole, but like six feet long. like Right. That's, eventually, you keep, truly, like the, the physics of getting a shovel to... You can't bend a shovel. It would just not work. It Anyways. makes no sense. So they sold the mansion due to money problems. It ended up being sold to a guy named Nicholas and his wife Harriet and what on earth i'm sorry someone outside is vacuuming (laughs) that sounded like a death that sounded truly like i heard a little girl screaming for her life. it sounds like screaming oh no i don't know what to do that's the next (laughs) that's the next whale noise man
0: oh god you're right never again people are gonna be like
1: wow you really edited that in perfectly
0: i should go out and be like excuse me i'm recording a podcast and i need (laughs) you please be quiet and stop doing your job
1: do you fucking mind Okay, so uh, uh, so they sold the mansion to a guy named Nicholas and his wife Harriet, and Harriet's last name is Kellogg. I tried very hard to find out if she was related to the Kellogg family. Oh yeah, Um, of course. My first question: She may be related. I think there were like some signs that indicated she was related to them because the her ancestors' names did match with people on the Kellogg farm or on the Kellogg family tree okay um, and she did have a kellogg farm but it wasn't in wisconsin where apparently her family's from oh, so hey I, okay. I tried to figure it out who's to say except i'm gonna decide that she's We're gonna say because it just makes it more fun it makes it way more um, fun so the house developed oh and now he's by my fucking room i was gonna say i don't know how it's not happening you're like only a few doors now <laughs> <out> from me <laughs> you'll start hearing a little girl screaming in a second hang on
0: What if I went outside and said, actually, can you move five rooms that way (laughs) to make sure that
1: someone else gets to hear this? Oh, do you hear it? Oh, I hear it. Yep. There she goes eating her cereal on the Kellogg farm. (laughs) Just screaming
0: upside down in her grave.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Someone put that on a shirt.
0: (laughs) Horrifying. A
1: little little child buried upside down eating cereal. Uh, Um... We're going to be
0: sued by somebody for sure.
1: (laughs) Please don't sue us. We don't know what we're talking about. Please so, don't. The house developed an even creepier reputation because the Wilbers, so Nicholas and his wife Harriet, they were spiritualists, which at the time in the 1800s was very common because seances were becoming a big thing. Right. So being a spiritualist in the 1800s was kind of like just a well-known, <laughs> like you just walked past them all the time and everyone was open with it. Um. So the house developed an even creepier reputation because they were spiritualists, but rumors spread that one of the 14 rooms in this house was used entirely for seances, which came in handy because um, apparently they... Basically, the house was officially considered haunted after the Wilbers also lived there because not only did the Swiss children die, but then the Wilbers' grandchildren began dying. Oh, no. So all these kids are dying, and the Wilbers happened to be spiritualists and allegedly had a seance room, and so when their grandchildren were dying from... Uh, diphtheria. Uh-huh. They one was 11, one was nine, and then there were two twin year olds. Uh, two twin two year olds. Yeah, <laughs> twin two year olds. Twin two year olds. Um, and they died too. <clears throat> yeah, so there was four of them. Oh no, so they all died of diphtheria. Some believe that they died in the mansion while their grandparents were taking care of them when they were sick. But uh. so the Wilburs had their seance room, so they used to talk to their grandkids allegedly. So after the Swifts having their kids die and then possibly be buried upside down eating cornflakes on the property. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then the Wilbur grandchildren dying and eating cereal on their graves. Apparently, like, they, there's, like, if the stories are accurate, that's, like, six children on the property oh, that have died. terrifying. Okay. But the argument to that is that um, if all the records for them and the Swift family are correct, then instead of six kids being buried on the Got property, it. none of them are. They probably didn't die of the feria either because that hadn't started spreading into the area. It didn't. It wouldn't start spreading into the area oh, really? for another 20 okay. years. So when people say, like, oh, yeah, they died of that, it just doesn't really make sense because it wasn't very common in, the, right. in that area yet. And there are records of those kids being buried at Maple Grove Cemetery. So there's a chance that they are also okay. not on the property. So, so far, all of these are just rumors based on the fact that it's a creepy house and people have died. That the rel that the that the people out of there were related to. So in 1895, the Wilbur family sold the house, and then they ended up selling it to uh, the Sutton family. Okay. And before it got sold to the Sutton family, it was vacant for a little bit and got an even bigger reputation for being haunted. Because if the stories were right, if people are ignoring the fact that these are rumors and treating them like which they're is fat, what we do, then there are at least six. Right. I mean, especially on that's why we drink. If we're totally neglecting logic, um, the the stories suggest that there are now, like, six neglected children's oh, graves God. on the property. Two of which are, like, standing up. But then the Sutton family moved in. They said nothing was weird when they lived there. Um, then they ended up moving for different reasons. So either they nicknamed it the Haunted House of Gore before they moved away or what happened uh, was because they left so quickly, people assumed something bad happened. And so they nicknamed it uh, the Haunted House oh, of Oh, Okay, because they ran away. So they were like, oh, it must <laughs> be a whore house. Yeah, like it, sound, it, it sounded like you just had a whore <laughs> house. <laughs> what, if, what if? Maybe I it was. It? Who knows? Uh, my aunt in New York. Um, one time I was trying to tell her that I like watching horror oh. movies. But it sounded like horror uh, to her. And so she was like, What kind of fucking movies do you like? Because she's from New York. So she's used to hearing like horror, uh, horror you have movies. you to say very
0: specific, the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. syllables are separate. Horror. Horror. Exactly.
1: So, anyway, so um, so just to recap, that was uh, in 1895. So the Wilbur family, um, the house was vacant for a while. And then the, the Sutton family moved in. And then when they moved, that's when it became the haunted house Got of horror. So it has now been the Swift Mansion, and uh, and now the Haunted House of Gore. So, in 1902, uh, it was bought by Reverend Sprunger, which uh, sounds like Springer in my head. So I keep wanting to say it's bought by Jerry Springer.
0: <laughs> wait, but wait. Not- the whorehouse was bought by Jerry Springer.
1: Wait a minute, I think we just. <laughs> it's his next reality show wait or minute. his next talk show. Jerry wait Springer's a whorehouse. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just called Jerry Springer, but yeah, we can we can. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. And also, he's a reverend in this one. <laughs> so, uh, in 1902, he it was bought by Reverend Sprunger, not Got Springer, it. and his. And uh, I do want to say at this point, um, first of all, that I'm hot and I'm going to take my sweatshirt off. So, oh, hang on oh a second. Oh
0: my! All this talk about whorehouses is getting
1: you heated. Speaking of whorehouses, I'm that's getting funny. all hot. Okay, so, um. So at this point, I want to address that apparently, for people who are aware of this urban legend, the uh, main character usually in the urban legend of this of this house and the folklore behind it is that the bad guy that lives around here is called okay. Old Man Gore, and apparently this that was Reverend Sprunger. So the original name for Old Man Gore was Reverend Sprunger, who later in folklore becomes Old Man Gore. Got it. Okay so reverend sprunger and his wife buy the house um from the sutons and they wanted to build a like a self-sustaining religious commune that's
0: always a good sign and love love it
1: it, love a good commune so reverend sprunger which i literally wrote as (laughs) sprunger in my next bullet so the freudian slips are real um so reverend sprunger like i said also called old man gore today um him and his wife uh, had started a missionary called the Light and Hope Missionary Society. And so when they bought this and they wanted to make it a religious commune, they uh, named the building itself the Orphanage of Light and Hope. It's, so it sounds... that's where people started seeing the word orphanage on the property. God, um, it sounds uplifting. It sounds more uplifting than the Haunted House of Gore. Yeah, just a little bit. So, or the Whore Gore or whatever whore it was. Whore. Um, <laughs> So they also bought the neighboring farms around the property um, to just build, to have like this mass accumulated amount of acres. And then they also ran a print shop there just as a hobby. Uh, And uh, so it became uh, 500 acres and the children were living on the neighboring farmland, um, but the workers lived at the old Swift Mansion. So again, I want to pause and a lot of people think that this building itself, because it's called Gore Orphanage. They think that the building I've been talking about, Gore Orphanage, is actually the orphanage, but it was actually where the employees of the orphanage lived, and the orphanage was on neighboring farmland.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: Just so, uh, just so people, you know, are factual in their urban folklores. So okay, you gotta be, you gotta be. And then the print shop that they had, um, because this whole area was either an orphanage or orphanage adjacent if you will they made (laughs) the the, uh print shop they used to actually make yearbooks for the kids which was pretty cool yearbooks very nice so their hobby became useful okay that's kind of cute so it's cute no and uh 19 in 1910 the census showed that on the property there were 45 people living there including twenty seven kids and fifteen employees, and at some point they had a goal of getting up to one hundred twenty five children there at one time, so apparently the property is big enough to hold that many kids okay so this is where it gets kind of bananas because um the folklore or the the stories that people now tell about the area are split between um reality and fiction at this point so everything i've said so far is true um but the real story of what happens next has been switched in uh in today's stories into a totally different story so i'm going to give the real version of what happened first and then i'm going to tell you what like people say happened on this property oh okay so like the legend later yeah i'm going to give you the facts first and then the legend okay bring it on um we're calling this fiction and fact by m's almanac is what we're gonna call it fuck? Okay, that's popping into my head that's what you're gonna call it i'm gonna call it something entirely different but go ahead fiction and fact with m's almanac so we're gonna start with the facts god damn it Uh, so the real scenario of what happened is that there were three scandals that all happened at the same time on this property so um which is A scandal on its own, I think, to have three mini-scandals. That's the ultimate scandal.
0: It's called Jerry Springer's Whorehouse. We know this already.
1: Scandal, scandal, scandal. That's the name of all of the ladies that live there. Triple scandal. Scandal. (laughs) So, so scandal one is that a diary was found on the property of an employee, and in the diary it was revealed that Reverend Sprunger and his wife were cousins or siblings. Uh Uh-oh. So, one is much worse than the other, but they're both pretty bad, and they are very on-brand with a Reverend Jerry Springer house. Yeah, yes, I think this is all falling into place in, in the almanac. So far, the aesthetic is at 100%. <laughs> so, uh, Scandal 2 is that there were, uh, apparently the Sprungers had multiple prior businesses in different parts of the country, and all of them had burned down. Uh-oh. So this could be like a a fraud, an insurance fraud kind of thing. Um, Or they could all just happen to be accidents, but they do seem to have a track record of having businesses that are failing, and then they burn them down. That's not a good sign. One of which happened in Indiana and was an orphanage where three kids had died. (gasps) Oh, shit. So it was revealed that they had had orphanages prior to this that were not successful and led to fatalities. Uh Uh-oh. So Scandal 3... Uh all this happened in nineteen oh nine, but I'm only mentioning that now because this is the one that was like headlining in newspapers in the area. Okay at the time. So um this is confirmed by nineteen oh nine newspapers in the area. Scandal three is that some of the children from the orphanage ran away and told people what was happening on the property. Oh. So it's not great what's gonna I, what's gonna come out of my mouth next. Yeah, I don't feel good about this chapter of the almanac. <laughs> the almanac, we're gonna close that, lock it, seal it, throw it in the ocean. Set it Uh, on fire first. (laughs) Right. Uh, So so the kids, this is some of the things that the kids were going through on the property. Their meals were made of leftover parts from slaughtered cows or pigs. Oh, God. And now you can react to that. Did you not hear me react to that? No. Oh, shit. Oh, I did. React. (laughs) Wait, react now. React now. Oh, shit there you go (laughs) (laughs) just go i'm so worried Um, about the audio okay i went oh no all i heard heard was silence but um i wonder which part they'll hear because either the audience is going to hear you go oh no or they're going to hear me go okay react i know or they're going to hear both (laughs) and be like that wasn't enough of a reaction from christine (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay 120 episodes in i'm getting needy i'm gonna need you to start really showing it and conveying your emotions you you need affirmations i'm sorry it's like your oh no is not enough so (laughs) um let me see oh yeah so they were forced to eat leftover parts of a slaughtered cow and our pigs Mm -mm. some of the kids have uh testified that they were forced to eat a dead cow in the pasture as punishment for not caring for it properly and we're talking (laughs) like We're talking like a like a brand new dead cow, like still has uh, its spot in face, like raw. Did you say still has spots? Cows have spots. No, but I
0: didn't even think about that, and that's so horrifying.
1: Yeah, it's like a like a like just fell over cow. Like the fur is still on it or whatever yes. they have.
0: And so what
1: the fuck were they just like? Here's a fork. Yep. Wow, <laughs> Basically, or here, just bite down. Fucking horrifying. Um and then uh another thing they many of them said happened was that they had to eat vegetables that were boiled in soiled underwear <gasps> as punishment if they wet the bed. Oh my god. Which like the first time uh I told you this live all I said was they had to eat vegetables and you were like oh god forbid but then it got <laughs> oh yeah but then it got bad. Then it got actually really bad. I
0: had the thought to say at the same time, you said you they ate a raw cow with spots. And then you said, and then they had to eat vegetables. And I was
1: like, oh,
0: God forbid.
1: <laughs> well, this time they had to eat vegetables, except they're literally boiling with like poopy underwear I, and pee underwear. That is. Which is so intentional. Like that's like.
0: That's what I was thinking. It's like, it's you. Ha- it's not like, hmm. It's not like a quick reaction. It's like a, a well thought out, fucked up plan.
1: Yes, exactly. Ugh. So uh, the rooms also are infested with rats. So um, in the winter, they the rats would get cold and climb into the children's beds, <gasps> and the kids would like get into bed and put their feet under the blankets, and then the rats would bite them. <laughs> no! So that's awful. Um, then there was a. Uh, apparently only one bathtub and all of the kids could only bathe twice a month each and the water was never ever ever changed. (gasps) So you get dirtier if you take a bath, basically. If there was 20, I think it was like 25 kids there and it had never been changed in like I don't even remember how long this place has been open. At least 7 years. and It's never been changed that's truly horrific truly horrific also because it only gets worse of course there were uh the kids were beaten obviously at this point All right um, they were rented out to farmers for outside work and they were not given any schooling um the kids were i'm sorry that i have to say this out loud But they were whipped until their skin looked like ground meat. Oh. No. And uh, they were not given any medical treatments except the power of prayer. Well, that's all you need in Jerry Springer's whorehouse. God. (laughs) Well, everyone does need a little Jesus on Jerry Springer. I guess that is fair. But holy shit, that's the worst thing you've ever said. (laughs) <laughs> I, well i'm sorry uh it has been heavily suggested that some of the orphans probably died on the property from this torture i also agree with that oh suggestion. wow heavily suggested yeah <laughs> more like agreed upon among <laughs> all um and then in 1909 they did do an investigation after this story came out but because it was so early on and it Basically, Ohio had no laws or regulations concerning this type of institution. So their hands were effectively tied. So all they could do was take away uh, Reverend Sprunger's license. But because the kids were already orphans and had nowhere to go and there was no foster system, they stayed on the property. No. So that being said, a slightly great thing happens um, where women in town said, fuck that. And uh, they said if nothing could legally be done, then they would handle it themselves. (gasps) And they all got together and rallied the troops and all of the women in the nearby town built underground tunnels for the kids to escape.
0: Oh, my God. They built literal underground tunnels.
1: Literal underground tunnels. Holy shit. And they told the kids how I don't know how they must have slipped a note or something, but uh somehow got to the kids how to escape and how to get to the neighboring town and that if there was any house with a light on at night and meant that their door was always open oh my god so so women are awesome so women are awesome
0: yeah what a shocker in this i (laughs) mean
1: i wish i were surprised that they were the only ones who did anything but here we are i know it's amazing that women get anything done, except they get everything done.
0: They like run the whole house and then dig some tunnels, also at night.
1: Exactly. Let me do the dishes and cater to your every whim. Oh, and also save the world, and also hold on. <laughs> so, uh, so Reverend Sprunger died three years later, and then the orphanage closed four years later. So there were still kids on this property for another seven years, but hopefully Ugh. not too. Hopefully, it got better. Hopefully. So sadly all of that was the real scenario, the facts of my almanac, if you will. The facts of the neck. The facts of the neck. And so now I'm going to tell you the fiction, which is the story that most people hear today. The fiction of the diction. No, I'll f- work on it. Oh my goodness, wait a minute. <laughs> the fic of the dick and the fact of the neck. The fic of the pick of the dick. Oh my goodness. The fic of the dick pick, yes. That is Jerry Springer. That is Jerry Wait A minute. How have we done this? I have no idea. So this is this uh these are the this is the legend that has kind of through the game of telephone and over time been turned into. So this is what people think actually happened on the property. Got it. So definitely has been inspired by um actual events that the story goes that Reverend Sprunger hated children. So oh, well, that, that's so far as accurate as can be that's still in the net um there are stories that he uh killed many of the children and buried them on the property Mm -mm. um apparently a lot of people think one night reverend sprunger just lit a match and locked everyone inside and killed all the children in a fire oh another version is that um one of the kids accidentally knocked over a lantern and the fire spread all over the property but basically the the story that people hear these days is that a an orphanage caught on fire and every <laughs> child died. Oh, fuck. Okay. So, no real better than the previous story, I, but... Right. I guess not. Um, the... This story, although it's not true about this property, was probably inspired by an actual story that did happen in a town nearby only a couple years later. Um, so... In 1908, there was a school fire in the town of Collinwood, where in real life, 172 children died. (gasps) Oh no, that's... Holy shit. The uh, newspaper headline was, 175 little tots are devoured by hungry flames. Oh, fuck. So that happened elsewhere in the world, but because it was in a town nearby around the same year, I think people combined the stories or used it for inspiration to make a different fucked up story for this property. And yeah. that's how people now think a fire happened here.
0: That makes sense.
1: But uh just to like lay down some groundwork on how realistic that story is, there were some fires on the property, but none of them ended in any fatalities. And there is actually no record of any orphanage in the county ever catching on fire. Um, So just kind of proof that this fire story is not accurate. Got it. Um, That being said, the property was bought by investors. And in 1923, it did catch on fire, but nobody was inside. It probably happened from squatters. Oh, interesting. Um, And then in 1992, it was bought by the Metro Parks. And in 2015, there was even a horror movie called Gore Orphanage, starring... (laughs) Maria Olson, who is from Percy Jackson, apparently.
0: Oh, okay. Wait, what's it called? What's the movie called?
1: Gore Orphanage.
0: Called, I wanna Google it. Gore Orphanage movie. Movie. Let's see what it has on a Rotten Tomato. Ooh, it, oh great. it has a five point one on IMDB, but on some it has a two point five out of five on something called Dread Central. Oh my god. Which I assume is like a horror movie review site sure anyway it looks very creepy so
1: well it's based off this so uh the remains of this mansion uh there are still a few remains left so there's a foundation uh columns bricks an old gate and uh like i said it is mistaken for the actual orphanage even though it's just the property of the orphanage where the employees lived um, the orphanage itself was a quarter mile away over something called Crybaby Bridge. Oh. Okay. Uh, which is equally haunted, apparently. Oh, okay. I believe um, it. So Crybaby Bridge connects the land between the actual orphanage and the land that Swift Mansion sits on where, that people think is the orphanage. Okay, okay. So that all being said, here are now the ghosts. Yay, but not yay because yep. they're, they're probably children they certainly are oh, why certainly? Shut up. <laughs> why slightly? so um okay so there are shadow figures of kids running and playing in the woods there they are there are uh sometimes apparitions of children on fire yelling help me Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm, that does not check out for me Mm-mm-mm. Um, there are the smell of smoke and burning flesh. Super. And people see bright lights weaving through the woods as if their spirits are playing. Uh, okay. Sometimes people see a shadow figure of a man lurking in the back who they think is Old Van Gore slash Robin Springer. Ugh. And if you take anything from the property, it apparently brings bad luck until you return it. Yeah, don't do um, that, guys. <laughs> i'll tell you right now from fiction fact from m's almanac <laughs> do not steal anything from the property don't from any property um, really. from any property uh this is super creepy people find tiny handprints all over their cars when they walk back to their car at the end of looking oh no! no that's foul they're like all trying to get in <laughs> <laughs> right like bang 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 Mm-mm. Some say that their cars get physically pushed away from the property as if the kids are trying to save you. <gasps> Wait, that just got really
0: sad. It did. Oh,
1: no. Sorry. Um, I should have known. The bridge, Crybaby Bridge, is also known to host occult rituals, including blood sacrifices. Cute. Yikes. And let's see. Apparently, if you turn your car off on the bridge, you will hear p- children screaming. Uh- <laughs> Great super super uh you can hear footsteps screams laughter children singing nursery rhymes no thanks Talk, no and the worst thing i've ever heard apparently there are tiny bloody footprints that are seen in the snow oh, oh no in the snow oh forget but, it but also don't like walk any like they don't End up anywhere, and they don't start from anywhere. They just show up in the middle of the snow. That is just horrifying. Apparently, there are also apparitions of children climbing trees, which I hate. No, if they can. Climb. That means they're taller than me, and they can land on. <laughs> they're like birds. <laughs> they're like little monkeys. No. Uh, there's apparently an EVP of a child saying the name Trifenia. Oh shit. Which is the name that I mentioned all the way in the beginning, yeah. which is the daughters, and so that's why I brought it up earlier because like it's such a random name, like it has to be it's her. So right, specific, yeah. There's also a photo of a little girl hiding behind a tree. No thanks, absolutely not. And then, uh, even before cars, people were driving their buggies uh, all the way over here <laughs> to their horse and buggy. Um, to see quote old man Gore because apparently back then before there was this uh, rumor of children dying by fire there was still some sort of urban legend about old man Gore and uh, he would apparently chase you with an axe. Oh my god! Oh my god! So-, so people didn't have cars, but they would like put their buggies in park and then wait for someone to chase I bet them that's with Even him.
0: scarier because you can't like lock the door, you
1: know? Yeah, you can't roll up a window. Yeah, exactly. You just have to, like, be right there and be prepared. To be slashed with an axe. Yeah, exactly. Um, Apparently, you can hear crackling of fire. Oh, boy. You can hear children crying, and you can see apparitions of tombstones glowing. Okay. Not something I want to see. No, thanks. Uh, Some people have filmed shadows and mists running past them or through the trees, (laughs) and apparently you can hear doors slamming even though there are no doors there anymore
0: oh that's actually kind of weird uh
1: there's a shadow figure of a man that is known to chase you out of the woods yay oh yikes and apparently people can't breathe and only then can you hear the sounds of pitter pattering feet following you from behind the bloody footprints the bloody footprints uh, you can hear a deep voice calling your name. And apparently there are also time loops. Oh. So if you're there for only a couple seconds, you or if you feel like you've been there for a couple seconds, you've actually been there for several hours. That is super creepy. There is also a communal nightmare that people have reported where uh, they have all said they've gone there and then had this nightmare. So if you go there, you might have this nightmare. Of A man surrounded by children, uh-uh. and then you're able to walk through him, and then you fall straight into a pit of fire. <laughs>
0: Wait, it's a communal nightmare? Like, everybody has this?
1: Apparently, more than one person has had this dream where they see this man fall into a pit of fire, and then there's, like, children screaming or something around you. I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, two fun facts that I will leave you with. Uh, One is that the most common thing that happens there that's ghostly is that people say they hear the sounds of children screaming. That's the most common haunt. Okay. And and enough investigators have actually come out and figured out why people are hearing children screaming. So they've been able to debunk (gasps) it. And they say it's actually, you can't see it from the property, but you're very close to a nearby highway. Oh! And so... The high-pitched hum of traffic on the highway plus the wind makes the sound of children screaming. You're kidding. Oh, my God. So when they're combined together, it sounds like kids screaming, but you wouldn't know how close you are to a highway unless you really started digging around. Can you imagine so, if you lived somewhere
0: nearby and that was just kind of like the sound when you opened your windows all the time?
1: Imagine like being friends with someone who lived there and having your first sleep oh, over there. good point. And then being like, I'm not fucking ever going back. And then, the- and they're like, no, it's just the wind. And you're like, fuck <laughs> off.
0: They're like, that sound always happens at night. Like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, okay, so the last fun fact I have is, uh, why it's actually called Gore Orphanage. Like, how the hell that name showed up. Yeah. Because a lot of people think, oh, it must be because of the gory story of the orphanage. But, um, but then keep in mind, like, the the building I've been talking about isn't even the Gore Orphanage. So, anyway, some background on its actual name. Um, Gore Orphanage, quote, Gore Orphanage, isn't actually the name of any building on the property. Gore Orphanage is actually the name of the road that the property sits on. Oh. So, the it's actually called Gore Orphanage Road, which uh, it originally, back when it was Swift Mansion all those years ago the road was called Baldwin Road. So the very beginning of this property, it was Baldwin Road and Swift Mansion sat on the property of Baldwin Road. But then uh, the way that Gore Orphanage, the way that Baldwin Road got changed to be renamed Gore Orphanage Road uh-huh. was because apparently Gore Gore has nothing to do with gore um, Gore actually comes from uh, a map or a top like topological topological map world um mapish it's a it's a uh, a property term so a gore is actually a wedge-shaped piece of land that uh was not originally on a map but in new updated versions has been added to a map
0: okay
1: interesting i did not know that so apparently this property near Baldwin Road had never actually been put on a map until recent years. So it was turned into this this Gore, this wedge-shaped piece of land. This Gore was now put on the map. So they changed it from Baldwin Road to Gore Road. That's so weird. Um, but, then, but then the orphanage came and then all these urban legends started about what happened in the orphanage. So then in honor of the kids that lived there, they added Orphanage to the name of the road. So it went from Baldwin Road to Gore Road to Gore Orphanage Road. What but an then, un- unfortunate co- uh, coincidence. I know. They really missed out with gore with gore Orphanage, right? <laughs> so-, <laughs> so close yet so far. Oh. Um, so it is technically Gore Orphanage Road. And the building itself is not called Gore Orphanage, although that's what people want to call it. The building itself is still technically called Swift Mansion. Okay. So that is the story of the Gore Orphanage. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Very spooky, ookie.
1: Very spooky, ooky. Even
0: with so. the like corrections and fun facts, it's still like really fucking creepy.
1: Spooky, ookie fiction and fact from M's Almanac. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs>
0: If thinking about salsa in a variety of delicious flavors and heat levels makes your mouth water, you need to check out Green Mountain Gringo. And make sure to turn the jar around and take a look at its clean backside, a list of its all natural ingredients. Of course, that's what I meant, of course. And all their products are preservative free too. With the medium salsa, you get hearty chunks of tomatoes, tomatillos, peppers, and onions in every scoop. I'm reading the ad and my mouth is watering. Uh, anyway the hot salsa brings flavorful heat to every meal with each bite containing jalapenos serrano peppers and other savory herbs plus they've got a hot sauce with a tangy spicy flavor that enhances the simplest of meals it's perfect for avocado egg toast or tacos I sort of feel like they're reading my mind because I put salsa on almost everything but specifically I use their salsa I use usually the medium salsa and then uh, also the hot sauce on my avocado egg toast and I don't know how how the script knew that. Maybe everybody eats this, but I always make toast with avocado and then I put scrambled eggs on top and I put salsa. I can't eat it without salsa. And the Green Mountain Gringo is always there for me in the fridge because it really adds to, I mean, any meal if you're me, but definitely the eggs, avocado toast situation. Visit GreenMountainGringo.com and start shopping. Use the store locator to find Green Mountain Gringo products, get inspiration for recipes, and purchase products using promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off. That's promo code PODCAST24. And don't forget to check out their backside. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This is the thing that I hate the most, but the one that I'm very excited to tell. And I never thought I would tell it twice, but here we are. This is the Cleveland Torso Murders. Dun oh. dun dun.
1: Okay. You want me to scream for you? Yeah. No. What? <laughs> no, don't offer it and then take it away. I don't know. I, I didn't I don't want to.
0: Um, okay, cool. Uh I'm going to tell you about the torso murder. Okay. Burn. Also known as BTW as the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run. Okay. Okay. So it's in the nineteen thirties. Um, Cleveland was a city on the rise. I think I wrote that so that people in Cleveland would get excited.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Uh,
0: (laughs) And uh, despite the Great Depression, they were still kind of uh, doing well. Cleveland was a pretty successful city because of the steel and manufacturing industry. Um, But as the city was finally starting to get back on its feet after the Great Depression, one of the most gruesome serial killers of all time started ravaging the streets of Cleveland, mostly targeting the homeless and transient population as well as sex workers. So, woof. Woof. Um, It all started September 5th, 1934. A young man was walking along the shores of Lake Erie when he discovered a woman's body. And when I say body, I mean he discovered her lower torso. Oh, shit. Just on the side of the road, you know. Mm. Um, Cuyahoga County coroner AJ Pierce noted uh that there was like a chemical preservative on her skin, which had made it red and leathery.
1: I remember is, the red and leathery.
0: Isn't that grotesque? Oh god. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the rest of her body was never found. Uh she was dubbed the Lady of the Lake because she had washed up uh from the lake. Oh my god. And Uh, She was never identified, which is just really sad, but she was estimated to be in her mid thirties. Okay. Uh, Which I guess they just deduced from her leathery torso, which is horrifying to me. Yes. And probably everyone, I hope.
2: Mm -hmm, I hopes hope so.
0: (laughs) So, okay. So like I said, the Cleveland torso murder was also called Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run. um, And that's because most of the subsequent murder victims after the Lady of the Lake were discovered in kingsbury run which according to the internet Uh is a ravine that runs uh diagonally through cleveland uh and it was kind of a like for lack of a better term like a sketchy area it was uh pretty dangerous especially at night uh they also called it the roaring third and it was home to bars brothels flop houses and gambling dens all my favorite places Uh, right it's where we hang out basically Yeah. yeah it's where we met actually it is. Oh, my gosh, it is. How romantic. Forgot. It's also where we do our live shows at the Funny Bone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The <flop> House. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now, oh, great. Now they're going to sue me for, like, defamation. Um, <laughs> I take it back. I'm going to let them. I'm going to let them let do it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, so it had a high population of out-of-towners um, coming in on the trains to look for work, as well as sex workers and homeless people, uh, and apparently me and M where we met, mm-hmm uh so with that setting in mind a year after the lady on the lake was discovered two teenage boys were walking along the base of something in cleveland that i found called jackass hill oh, which maybe is. Live. i was gonna... <laughs> i was gonna say that's where we met never mind <laughs> but that i guess it is in the same area so yeah that's my home i'm a little troll that lives on
1: jackass hill you got your booty
0: <laughs> just vacuuming it all the time <laughs> um And when I tried to Google Jackass Hill, because I was like, I need to know if this is a real place. uh, It took me to something called Mm. deadohio.com, which I feel like is a website that maybe you should write down because it seems like it had a lot of creepy stories. Sounds like my jam. It does. It probably has the gorefinage story on it. (laughs) Um, Okay, so they were walking along the base of Jackass Hill, my home. Uh, when they stumbled upon the body of a man who had been decapitated so there's some details actually that i didn't say in the live show that i'm going to add here oh great so oops sorry but it was a little too horrifying to tell jim harold as i looked into his eyes
1: right right right
0: so i'm gonna say it through uh through
1: my ears then great
0: right through the walls of this hotel yeah um so they stumbled upon the body of a man he had been decapitated and emasculated oh no they had taken off his junk uh and his body was naked except for a pair of socks oh no uh through fingerprints investigators were able to identify the man as edward androssi who was a 28 year old man who frequented the roaring third and i'm not sure whether they found his head so who knows Uh, nearby police discovered a second body. It was a different man, but it was pretty close. He was also decapitated and also emasculated. Okay. That's the right word, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. It at least makes incredible sense. They they t- cut off his wee-wee. Yeah. <laughs> I hear- <laughs> For what you know.
1: I- oh, yeah. Uh, the oh, perf- about that.
0: The- <laughs> we all know about that. <laughs> um, he was also decapitated. And by the way, I should say that I believe oh, gosh, you know what? I'm not going to say it now because I might be wrong. I think uh, they were killed by decapitation.
1: I'm pretty no. sure. No. Which is Just horrific.
0: The However, the rest of the mutilation, like the uh, cutting off body parts and the torso and all that happened after death. So, like, at least there's that. It wasn't, like, a huh. torture element. Right. Seemingly. Um, but they were killed via decapitation. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah also another detail i think that i left out of the (laughs) live show um okay so the oh so their bodies were also covered with that same weird chemical preservative Mm. um as the lady of the lake and i wrote in here i remember this i wrote tell them not to google this because there are literal pictures of the bodies and torsos like on google images with no fucking warning Oh. Um and like the red leathery skin like just be very careful yeah. don't do it at work unless your work is our work then you can google it right 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 um i also okay let's see okay so right so the mutilation happened after death but they were killed via decapitation uh so they used fingerprinting again and they were able to identify this body um as oh i forgot there's another body that I just skipped over. Oh, well, yay. Oh, good. I think I literally did this in the show, too. I get really too excited, and then I get wrapped up in my own head.
1: Oh, good. Good, good, good. <clears throat> So, January
0: 1936, a woman – oh, God, I forgot about this. A woman discovers two half-bushel baskets
1: oh, God. left
0: alongside the Heart Manufacturing Building – On Central Avenue, she opens the baskets to find the body of a female neatly (gasps) wrapped in newspaper into like, split between the two baskets. Oh, no. Like, her body parts are split between the two baskets. And she had been neatly wrapped in newspaper and had also been decapitated, and her head was not in either basket.
1: Oh, my
0: God. Uh, Yeah. Horrifying. Oh, my God. Um. Let's see. Okay, so fingerprinting allowed authorities to identify this body as a woman named Florence Palillo, okay. and she was a waitress and sex worker who also lived in the Roaring Third, okay. and um, a few months later, in June of 36, two young boys were walking through the park when they discovered the head of a man wrapped in a pair of pants. Okay. And you're like, oh, cool, a new pair of pants. Like, finally, bargain on the street. Bargain just oh, oh, and then like, like rolls out oh god uh, yeah like <laughs> pro tip just
1: don't pick stuff up off the pro tip just don't don't do anything just stay in don't forever just don't leave the house yeah at all. and also don't
0: go shopping in the park for clothes it's ever. just a bad idea ever um so they found the head which just i'm sure they were traumatized for the rest of their lives so uh that's yeah. great. And then the next day, police found the body that belonged to the head oh. and it had been dumped in front of the police station. So that is creepy. Um, Unfortunately, the man couldn't be identified, although they made like a plaster cast of the guy's head um, and they made diagrams of his tattoos and then they fucking displayed them at the World Fair that year, which took what? place in Cleveland as <laughs> like an exhibit, as like a it's like a donkey, uh, this guy, like a carnival exhibit, basically. Oh, okay. Like I thought, I was reading, and I was like, "Oh, okay." They're going to like post a p- plaster cast to see if anyone can identify him. Nope.
1: Oh my! They God. charge people
0: to go look at it.
1: That's revolting. Isn't that horrifying?
0: Mm. Ugh, Cleveland, good job. Um. Right. So then, in July of thirty-six, a teenage girl is walking through the woods. Don't do that either, guys. Guys. Look. Uh. Come on, figure this out. Uh, when she finds the remains of a 40-year-old man decapitated and emasculated once again. Fuck. Same MO. Jesus. The head is not there. Uh, two months later in September, a man is trying to hop a train in Kingsbury Street when he trips over the upper half of a man's torso. God, do you just... imagine just,
1: I'm already clumsy. Imagine if I was, <laughs> oh my god, that was a full body I just fell over.
0: If we lived in Cleveland in the 30s, we'd be tripping all the time, over all the body parts. Yeah! Laying around in pants and in oh baskets. My oh my god. Oh my god. Uh... Yeah, so he's trying to jump on the train. He just fucking falls on top of the torso. Just my nightmare. Um, and then this guy was also in his late 20s, and he was decapitated again. Same MO. Also emasculated. Uh, at this point, everyone, like I said, in Cleveland is like losing their shit, because people are basically tripping over dead body parts all the time and nobody knows who the killer is and the police can't figure it out and so there was this guy his name is Elliot Ness which is a I recognized the word and then everyone started screaming, it's a beer. And I was like, oh my God, I've had that beer before.
1: (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. I remember people screaming, it's a beer.
0: How sad. I was like, "Hmm, he's so familiar as if like I had some history lesson where I learned that. And then everyone's like, no, they named a beer after him. And I'm like,
1: you just remember drinking him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So sad. But look, it's good for something, I guess. (laughs) Um, So this guy, Elliot Ness was a beer and also he was the safety director uh and he was known for enforcing prohibition in chicago which is hilarious actually now that i think of it that they named a beer after him right like he doesn't deserve that at all maybe they were just like throwing in his face like
1: oh right nice Wait, try you're right now he deserves it
0: now he deserves it um now he's getting you drunk ha, ha. Right. <laughs> um but he also helped bring down al capone which is kind of cool so he was oh, like nice. a big wig um and he was on this torso case Uh, they called a meeting between all these like coroners and experts and uh, they called the meeting the Torso Clinic which like what the fuck is that about? I don't know. Um, Okay, cool. So let's see. So the police put detectives Peter Murillo Martin Zalewski on the case. They uh, basically started going around like pretending to be homeless people and like had like a bindle with a bag on a stick on like, walking around, pretending to to be... It was very, like, pathetic. So they were trying to go undercover. But they still couldn't figure anything out. And then in February, a man found the upper half of a woman's torso, uh, never identified. And then a teenager discovered a skull. So now it's just happening, like, quickly and fast. And it's almost like uh, the person who's doing it knows that the police can't catch them. Okay. Um, So... Let it out. They interviewed, oh, yeah, they interviewed more than 1,500 people, um, all the while these bodies keep being fi- found. Um, and it actually would be the biggest police investigation in Cleveland history. Oh, wow. And, um, Again, more skeletal remains were found, uh, yada, yada. There's a couple more bodies, so sorry, I'm just going to go through them here. Great. Um, in July 1937, a member of the National Guard was standing near a bridge when he saw the remains of a body floating in the river, uh, also decapitated. In April 1938, a man discovered the remains of the next victim, which were wrapped up in burlap bags, mm. like, again, sep- uh separated and put in two different bags and then for the first time the coroner noticed drugs in this victim system but it wasn't they weren't sure if it was like if the killer had drugged the person or if the person had been on drugs before they were killed so essentially that didn't help them at all and then elliot ness kind of like lost his goddamn mind and snapped and on august 18th 1938 around midnight he and a group of 35 police officers raided Kingsbury Run and they basically went into the shanty towns, gathered up every man they could find to interview, and then they fucking set it on fire. They just, <gasps> like, oh, good, like, sayonara. They're like, well, <laughs> none of these people are the murderer, so, but I'm still pissed off, so just set all their homes on fire. Oh, my God. So, like, not good. Really bad. No. Um, not good in the press not good for people and then um all the guy also all the men that they had interviewed who were dis- displaced were then charged with being homeless uh and arrested oh shit <laughs> after the- they just burned all their shanty towns down it's oh, horrifying God. anyway um but in july of 1939 uh the county sheriff finally made an arrest and it was 52 year old bohemian bricklayer frank Dolajal. And he knew both Florence and the other victim uh, who had been the other two victims that had been identified. So they were like, "Okay, he knows both of them. So he must be the guy Uh he confessed. But then later recanted his confession and said that he had been beaten into confessing. And to prove that he had six broken ribs and the only person he had been with uh was the sheriff and so right. clearly we know what happened there yep. uh his confession seemed very coached and uh the, all the detectives were kind of like okay we think maybe this isn't the right guy uh but then they found before they could do anything about it they found dolajal in his cell he allegedly had died by suicide mm-hmm. um by hanging himself but allegedly is the word I used because he was five foot eight inches tall, but apparently had hanged himself from a bar that was five foot seven inches off the ground.
1: Oh, I remember you saying that.
0: Yeah. So it's like possible, but it again is just very, very fishy. And so the sheriff was like, nope, that was him. Like, quick case closed. Uh, but most people, most of the detectives even were like, no, we don't think that's the guy. So like, there was another, enough- what's up? firm pass firm pass firm pass um but thanks for killing him that was a right. really shitty thing to do mm-hmm. um so then they had one more suspect his name was dr francis sweeney and in the 70s so 40 years later uh it was revealed that elliot ness had a secret suspect and it was this guy dr sweeney all along um so sweeney was this doctor so again it's kind of like call uh, whatchamacallit black dahlia where like a doctor would have the oh, anatomical wow. knowledge to cut up a body like, and clearly there was like the-
1: some medical background in
0: it. yeah exactly and would like know how to dispose of it and all that good stuff um his wife said he was abusive toward her and her children and that he would mysteriously disappear for days at a time oh shit <laughs> um shortly after the last murder dr sweeney actually checked himself into a psych hospital and the murder suddenly stopped uh so weird coincidence there in may 1938 ness secretly arrested sweeney and kept him in the old cleveland hotel for 14 days oh my apparently there were no miranda rights back then so he just kind of captured him
1: fun fact did you see the last um gay of thrones with jonathan van ness no he calls them his the miranda lambert rights (laughs) oh my god (laughs) <laughs> he said something like oh they didn't even read her, her miranda Lambert writes and i <laughs> i think i'm gonna just make that a thing that i do know wait i really like that i like it too that's very clever anyway sorry i feel like i hadn't had any like any, uh, any takeaways to throw in but the second i heard miranda writes i was like i know something to
0: mention i appreciate it and i appreciate that it was lighthearted because i feel like i'm just fucking dumping like dark depressing leave- shit at you leave it to jvn uh, he always saves the day man oh love him love him um right so he so this guy like capture so blah, blah blah. sorry elliot ness safety director guy he captures sweeney the doctor puts him in a hotel for 14 days no miranda lambert rights um right. <laughs> and then he has him take a lie detector test from the man who created the polygraph and the man who created... Which, poly- by the way, is so cool. I know. I'm like, not. I feel like I'm, not a lot of people can probably say that. Uh, so fun fact there. Um, and so he took the polygraph test, and the guy who created it was like, uh, yeah, he's fucking guilty. I, if he's not guilty, I might as well throw my machine out the window.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> so, great.
0: Great. Um, however, there was one slight hitch in the plan, which is that Dr. Sweeney was the cousin of a congressman with a lot of sway. And so he was released.
1: And was not allowed
0: to be arrested anymore so
1: oh shit okay so super
0: duper for that and then so sweeney's released there's not much that elliot ness can do and three months later after his release the torso of a woman was found in a makeshift box and the box was sitting right outside (laughs) elliot ness's office window so like basically a a taunt yeah um and then for decades elliot ness received taunting notes from someone claiming to be dr sweeney um saying like well nice try you didn't catch me um and obviously he didn't have enough to take him to trial so they, but the case against Sweeney doesn't end there um because in 1938 a homeless man named Emil Fronek told authorities that a doctor had tried to drug him and then take him to his office around 50th and East 55th on Broadway Street okay. and more than 70 years later so there's this guy Who's, uh, who's researched the case for 18 years. His name's James Badal. And he believes, well, he believes Sweeney's the perpetrator, but he said that uh, he found out through like old paperwork that Dr. Sweeney's office was on Broadway near the same intersection where this Emile guy said uh, he had been drugged by a doctor. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's entirely possible. Um, but the weird question that people can't answer is how he could have carried out the murders without all the blood, like, getting everywhere and
1: drawing attention. Truly, truly. Like, what was he? He must have, like, brought out a tarp or something.
0: Like, because, I mean, for so many bodies to just be, like, dismembered and... Yeah, Yeah, it's a whole drop of evidence. Yeah, and then, like, carried around the city, yeah. So, according to the police, Cleveland Police Historical Society, it's possible that he had an agreement with an undertaker that he could practice surgery on unclaimed bodies in the funeral home. Shut up. And, uh... Guess what? Directly next door to Sweeney's office was a funeral home with a concrete ramp. There it is. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And both locations were a short walk from the Roaring Third, where most of the victims were then found.
1: Oh, really? Wow, I'm so surprised. <laughs> what are <laughs> the odds? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah,
0: I just I'm so sad for that guy that they that ended up hanged in the cell. Ugh, it's really? Yeah, yeah, terrible. yeah. Um. So that expert guy, James Badal, he got together with the great nephew of like one of Sweeney's doctor colleagues and they used photos and diagrams to compare the movements of the torso killer and Dr. Sweeney's and I'm not going to get into the details very confusing but uh, Badal basically called the results quote creepy as hell so essentially they match up and Badal has said he is convinced that Sweeney was the Cleveland torso murderer Um, however the case is still very heavy heavily circumstantial and like probably wouldn't hold up in court okay um so there is somebody who does her name's doris o'donnell and she says no it was not dr sweeney um she said she believes someone at the funeral would have noticed something sketchy was going on so i was like well i don't know i think that's a stupid (laughs) excuse to say someone's innocent but whatever sure so she said no somebody would have noticed so it can't be dr sweeney uh then i found out that she might be a tad fucking biased because her uncle was the sheriff who beat the shit out of frank Dolajal and uh, tried to convince everyone
1: to defend him
0: yes and basically saying like no my uncle the sheriff like caught the right guy he knew my uncle he was the doing.
1: asshole is a sheriff so. exactly and like whether or
0: not he did murder frank Dolajal in his cell like he did beat the shit out of him great and force a confession so like either way he's a fucking asshat mm-hmm Um, So she happens to be related to him. So I don't really take her word very seriously. Sure. Um, So it's also worth worth noting that there were similar murders committed right around the same time in Pennsylvania. Uh, The lead detective on the case back in the 30s believes that the Cleveland torso Murderer also committed those crimes and would like take the train back and forth. Mm. But then they were like, do you think Sweeney could have done it? And he's like, I think he was too overweight to make the train trip back and forth. And uh, I was like, how can he be too overweight, overweight to make a train trip? Like, I don't...
1: I mean, like, how big do you have to be to... Uh,
0: yeah, and I've, like, seen get... photos of him. He doesn't look that overweight, so I don't really... I,
1: I don't get what's going on. Were like, trains well. smaller then or something? Were they I made mean, of... maybe. Were they made of tissue paper?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, It's. I just thought that was a really weird... Again, I still think Sweeney's guilty, and I don't think that's a very convincing argument to say otherwise, but whatever. Um, so, obviously, what the hell do I know? Not much. However, I think it's very <laughs> convincing that it was Dr. Sweeney. Most people think so, too, including Elliot Ness and James Badal. And However, me. Sweeney was never officially charged. And over the course of four years, the Cleveland Torso Murder, a.k.a. the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run, Killed and decapitated officially twelve people, although some estimate the number to be closer to twenty. Ooh, uh, right? And to the to this day, uh, also like they f- they found like parts of certain bodies, but not other parts of the bodies. So like,
2: oh,
1: no.
0: who knows what happened to certain people's heads? Ever, or,
1: this, this isn't meant to be funny. Did they ever find the penises? I don't know. I don't believe so. That's interesting. I wonder what actually happened to them. I do too. And I I wonder
0: too, like, why sometimes he would leave the heads laying around and then sometimes he would, like, dispose of them somewhere. I, like, I don't know what the pattern is. It's kind of weird. I I, feel
1: like the, I feel like the something as, like, intimate as a penis, if that's the thing that's been missing all across the board, it sounds like he kept them as trophies. Right? You'd think that he did something with them. And it's, and then you would think with the heads too, but the,
0: some of them were found and some weren't. So maybe he, Kept some of the like I don't know I have no idea mm-hmm. but um yeah I don't believe that the people's wees were found unfortunately
1: got it got it um
0: right so over the court right so blah 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 I already said that um so some estimate the number to be closer to twenty people perhaps more and to this day it's been more than eighty years but the case still remains unsolved so that Jeez. is the torso murderer my nightmare my personal nightmare jeez never oh want God. to talk about torsos again okay like got <laughs> it noted to now we're gonna get emails about torso so that's good right it's like the disembodied feet the second you fucking said disembodied feet we started getting like crocheted disembodied feet in the mail
1: oh i remember i fucking know <laughs> i know
0: don't crochet me a torso please everybody <laughs> thank you anyway a so- wild though Sorry, I kind of rushed through that. We're getting close to our little Albany show time, but
1: I know we have to go to the venue in like a half hour or so.
0: Lol. Okay. Well, Albany, you're going to see me with uh, unbrushed hair. So good for you.
1: (laughs) Neat. I'm literally like just swirling my hand in my hair. Just
0: (laughs) you're going to see Em with swirly hair and me with just makeup on my face and dirt in my hair. Cool
1: know well, the Canadians were there that are in the hotel if we hear I like your swirled hair
0: oh well they're not gonna hear this
1: well if they're in on the other side of the wall right now oh 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 oh, oh.
0: yes you're right you are totally right no it's all no you might get a compliment from a Canadian
1: uh uh-huh. wouldn't they're that be nice Super nice oh God do you think they're gonna well we'll worry about that later I was like do you think they're gonna be waiting in the lobby for us
0: oh God no I doubt it are you guys creepy? I don't think so. They're also, Canadians. They're perfect. They don't know when we're leaving anyway.
1: They can do no wrong.
0: We'll put on fake mustaches.
1: Oh, I love it. I'll swirl like my hair. I'll swirled. We'll just swirl our hair. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And we promise this is the last time for a while that our audio is going to be uh, an experiment. Um, yeah,
0: experimental.
1: <laughs> we, uh, we will be back in L.A. in a couple days and we will be recording the next episode like normal. Um, With but... Gio in my house. With Geo. Until then, if you want to keep up with us on our social media, we're ATWWG Podcast. We also have a website, and that's what we com. We also have uh, a merch site. We also have our, well, I guess we don't have to worry about the tour list anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: I guess we have, like, four shows left, so hurry yeah. up.
1: Um, we, let's see, we do have a uh, an email, and that's what we drink at gmail.com, where you can send in your personal true crime and paranormal stories, and Eva will read them and pick some for our next listeners episode. Yeah. Uh, and we do one at the first of every month. We also have a our P.O. box, which is 1920 Hillhurst Ave. Number 265, Los Angeles, California, 90027. And Yay. if you want to send us some goodies, we will open them in the next Patreon uh, gift opening video that we put out. And, and maybe uh, I'll flash a boob there, too. Maybe she'll flash, too. <laughs> Who knows? Um, it's always an adventure. <laughs> um but thank you guys so much and also since this is the last time we're recording while we're still in the middle of touring thank you for the last several i think nearly 50 cities that we've done in the last
0: four months unreal seriously guys it's
1: been so much fun thank you to everyone who was very loud and affirming at all of our shows it made us feel good about ourselves
0: and like came out to see us even after work or driving several hours or whatever it may be bringing dragging people along with you Just thank you for for helping us and supporting us.
1: It's definitely why we want to come back in 2020 and give you an even better show. So we are in the middle of figuring out what the format's going to look like because we're kind of hoping it's going to be totally different than what you guys saw this time around. Right, something new. So fingers crossed uh, if everything works out well, then next season when we're touring, the show is going to be nothing like it was. It's going to be better. So if you've seen us before, um, you'll get to come back and have a whole new show. Um, True. Anyway, thank you, guys, and that's why we drink. And that's why we drink. And that's why
0: we drink. Bye, guys. (laughs) We miss you. We'll see you soon next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
2: Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000.